True story. Now we're all eating something. I'd like to think it's not that bad. It isn't. Do you have the book with you? Let me get it on Goodreads. Kojima. Kojima was the name of the other dude. All right. Got it. We're live. My phone just told me. Oh. Whatever. Is it raining or are they just tears rolling down your face? (laughs) (laughs) My jazz rendition of the uh, strange weather in Tokyo. Gotcha. It's amazing and beautiful. Hello, internet. Yay! We're Only Lovers Book Club. We read romance. Again. And we're here to talk about Strange Weather in Tokyo by Hiromi Kawakami. And so if you're new here, hope you are. Hello. If you're not, welcome back. And um, so we're taking turns, picking a book. And it was Andrea's Month. We're all munching on sushi and dumplings and edamame because the book this month was Strange Weather in Tokyo. And and yeah, we're just going to talk about it. Welcome to the the rabbit hole. I'm sorry. I'm very hungry. The food just got here. So we're going to try to give Andrea the more vocal rest possible. Just having a little allergies, having a little asthma. Voice is not like the best. But I'm going to read the Goodreads and then you can briefly tell us why you chose this book. And then we'll just jump right in with like our impressions. And then Andrea has some questions for us. Yes. Okay, cool. So Goodreads summary says, Sukiko is drinking alone in her local sake bar when, by chance, she meets one of her old high school teachers and, unable to remember his name, she falls back into her old habit of calling him Sensei. After this first encounter, Sukiko and Sensei continue to meet. Together, they share edamame beans, bottles of cold beer, and a trip to the mountains to eat wild mushrooms. As their friendship deepens, Sakiko uh, comes to realize that the solace she has found with Sensei might be something more. And this might sound like a super happy book. And the cover might make you think that this book, so whimsical. Yeah. This is the tragic book I've read in a long time. I think that's yeah. a little being hammered on sake. <laughs> so Andrea, why did you pick this book for us? So, <laughs> I picked the book because Christina had been picking porn, basically. <laughs> I wanted a non-porn book. <laughs> and this seemed more like a book you would find under the literature section of the bookstore. <laughs> um, <laughs> You're not wrong. <clears throat> it just seemed like something I would read. That just happened to be a romance. Um, I also like that it was by a woman and in translation, because then I could check off the box for the read harder challenge. And the cover looked cool and a good reviews. So, where did you get this book on Goodreads? Five. Five stars. I started at three and I worked my way up to four, but it's really three and a half. <clears throat> oh wait, what were you gonna say what we're eating? Oh yeah, so. I already said we were eating sushi. But if you want to be specific about what you're eating, now's the time. So I can grab another roll. Oh, 
I have tempura sweet potato rolls. I have tofu skin rolls. I have plum paste and mint rolls. And I have edamame. <clears throat> I've never heard of so many of those. <laughs> they sound really good. It's from the vegetarian section. <laughs> nice. Good for you. That sounds lovely. I'm having dumplings, and I don't remember what this is, but it's like some tempura avocado eel thing or whatever. It's really good. Thank you, Tokyo Rose. Nice. What you eating? I'm, I'm having edamame, and then I ordered a kamikaze roll, which is spicy tuna, salmon, yellowtail, avocado, and tobiko wrapped in marbled seaweed. I think. Is that what I'm having or what you're having? <laughs> That's what Ivan ordered, and I had one. And then what did I order? Something with a Y in it. I ordered something else that has tuna, salmon, eel, avocado, and then is wrapped in like soy paper. Yeah. And then to keep with the theme of the book, we got a large sapoto. Yeah, we didn't get any beer. I thought about getting some, but I forgot. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's okay. Oh, water's fine. Internet, if you hear a deep voice or some sort of crunching on my end, but it seems like I'm not eating, that is because there's an interloper over here. Hey! But he interloper over here, too. But he will remain silent during this video, unless called upon for commentary. Understood. Uh, yeah, the interloper I'm talking about is Indy. He's right down here. But, um... Oh, Indy. <laughs> Indy wants some sushi. No, he already ate. All right. Um... Super quick, give your impression of the book so then you could go first, so then you can get out of the way and then me and Tosh can go, go for it and talk about like overall impressions. Um, I liked it. <clears throat> it's the sort of book that I like to read where um, it's really just focused on the characters. Uh, there's not a ton of action in this book. It's literally just about the relationship between these two characters and how it develops. Um, and the sort of plateaus in their friendship, when it's going well, when it's not. Um, I know a lot of reviews said it was like really slow, but I didn't have an issue like staying engaged with it. I really enjoyed it. Um, I cried at the end. <laughs> Did we all cry at the end? Did we? <laughs> I don't know, but I, I did not expect it. Not me either. Yeah, me neither. Okay, cool. So that's you. Uh, Tosh, do you want to go next or do you want me to go next? Um, I can go next since I also gave it five stars. Okay, Whoa. that's right. <laughs> hey, Internet, what's <laughs> up? So, um, I also gave this book five stars. It was really pretty. <laughs> I liked it a lot more than I thought I was gonna like it because Andrea had told me it was gonna be like a more slow paced book. So I was worried it would take a little while for me to get into it because the language is very, very descriptive of where they are, the scenery, the location. There's a lot of like introspection. The main character, she, Sukiko, she has a lot of like kind of rambling thoughts sometimes. Um, but I ended up really, really connecting with the story and really, I found it very compelling. Um, she's a very interesting character because even though she's what, 39, she's stuck in an almost um, arrested development. Mm -hmm. She acts very childish at times and she's very, um, 
not flip floppy with her feelings, but she she's very um, stagnant and she doesn't make a lot of decisions. She kind of just lets things happen. And then if things don't happen in the way she actually wanted them to happen, she gets kind of upset about it. So she'll, for example, date somebody and never tell them that she was actually into them. But then when they stop calling her, she gets upset. She'll be like, oh, I wonder why he stopped calling me. I really liked him. And the guy will be like, you literally never texted me back. And like, <laughs> stop talking to me. <laughs> She'll be like, what? You didn't know that you were supposed to just like keep asking me out? Yeah. So I thought that was really, that was really funny for uh, a main character to just be very clearly flawed in a lot of ways. I'm also convinced that almost all the characters in this book are alcoholics, but that's neither here nor there. They drink a lot. I, you know, if I had been trying to pursue a relationship and drank as much as she did, I would have just been puking constantly. Right, babe? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they have so much money for eating out. Yeah, they're constantly eating out. But the food is delicious. It all sounds wonderful. That's, that's another reason why I really like the book. I'm very into food and cookbooks and food videos and so getting to read these descriptions is very compelling and we already want to go to Japan next year and we're trying to save money for that. So it's it's very specifically going to be a food and then also tourism trip. Food and Gundams. Food and Gundams, apparently. But um, so no, it was just it was just like a very sweet, sad book. And I finished reading it on a rainy Thursday night on the train on the way to see a friend of mine at her house. And it ended before I realized it was ending. And as I realized it was getting near the end, and this doesn't really, it doesn't have a happy ending in the sense that everyone ends up together and it's like great and everyone walks off into the sunset together. It has a happy ending in, in that this relationship blossomed and there was like a genuine connection and, and relationship between these two characters. But oh my god, I did not, I don't do well with like, I don't want to spoil it, so I just, but. I can spoil it. Look, if I don't, you don't I don't know death and so this book ends, stop watching right now. Go read it. It'll take you like an hour and then just come back and finish. Then come back. Cry about it. So. Okay, you've been warned. Um, <laughs> spoilers but, after this point exactly exactly warned. get the fuck out of here you're still here fuck you you know what you're in for goodbye but so do you want another okay but so they have a conversation near the end where they literally discuss he's like oh what would you do if i died because he's like 30 years older than her she's 39 he's like 70 basically 72 and so like, I know they talk about it, but I still didn't expect it to happen. Exactly, because he literally is like, what would you do if I died? And she's like, well, I would be okay, you know. I I would be grateful for what we had, but I, I would be okay. And then she's like, but don't die. And he's like, lol, I won't. <laughs> they shared three years together. And then we had his funeral, and I'm like, what? And then he leaves her his suitcase that he always had, and she opens it, and it's empty. And I'm just like, like my heart. Yeah, I was weeping on the A train <laughs> at Nostrand Avenue. People coming home from work, everyone's avoiding eye contact. <coughs> Wiping snot onto my sleeve. I'm like, God damn it. 
but it was it was just it was beautiful it was beautiful to see the relationship blossom it was nice to see flawed characters who formed a genuine connection and it really just was about two souls that really kind of balanced each other out and he brought out a lot in her and then she just brought him kind of joy and and lightness and it was just really it was really sweet and really sad i really liked it so five stars and then some snot on my phone <laughs> i was reading on my phone cool is it my turn yes yes okay so while you guys recover chris did not love it all right so <laughs> i will start by saying that i was prepared to hate this book on principle <laughs> <laughs> I didn't care if it was going to be good. I was like, I'm going to hate this book because I'm going to hate it my first pick so much and I don't care. <laughs> like, I ended up really liking it. That being said, I struggled with the beautiful aspects of it. I was grossed out by the old guy and I was so distracted by their relationship dynamics that I couldn't, I didn't like super love i just didn't like the romantic aspects of it that being said this i really enjoyed the kind of like ruminations on loneliness and being sad those parts i like the most and the reason that i got emotional i think we all kind of like cried at the end was because i i don't know like i read the book and i knew the ending i knew that the ending that was going to be the ending before I got there, I saw there were like two pages left. And I was like, does this guy die? He dies. And then it was over and I was like, hmm. And then I got really sad because I just was starting to think about like her being super lonely and just the whole kind of like the whole picture that it had created, that they had this beautiful life and then, not beautiful life, but you know, I don't believe it was beautiful. I don't think it was like perfect. But I think that they were happy. And then it was over. And I was like, wow, is she going back to being lonely again? What does that look like? You know? And, you know, I kind of like was thinking back about like her life and how what the kind of questions that she would ask herself when she was alone and the kind of things that she would do. And I'm like, man, that fucking sucks. That's really sad. And then I started feeling sad about me being lonely and remembering times when I was super lonely and sad. And I was like, forget it. I started crying. So I wasn't like crying for the old guy. I was just crying for like the emotions of like sadness and loneliness that I brought out in me. Oh, guys, it was it was a mess. But I really liked it. I really liked the book. Um, it was a really nice surprise. You're welcome. <laughs> why um why didn't you like the romantic aspect of it? I mean, she wasn't like 15 or 16. Oh, okay, so I, we can't talk about it just yet. We'll get into it. Okay. Oh. We'll talk about it. <laughs> I did. I did ship them. Lies. But I. <laughs> I told Chris my first question was, "Did you ship them?" And she said, "No." No. So don't be changing your answer. All right, all right I did it. <laughs> so Tosh, did you ship them? <laughs> um. <clears throat> okay. I sh okay. 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 We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. <laughs> so I didn't necessarily have any investment in them ever having like a sexual relationship. So as far as like, oh, I'm shipping the consummation of this relationship. That's not, to me, that's not what this relationship was ever about. So I don't, I didn't really care one way or another if that happened. 
I shipped them being honest with each other about their feelings and having a real conversation about it and then being able to just like enjoy each other's company without any of these like awkward misunderstandings, you know, like at some point she kind of reunites with this dude who she had dated like years ago and they go out and it's the kind of thing where during the date she's like, is he going to make a move? I don't know if he wants, I don't know if I want him to make a move. And then he goes to make a move. She's like, Oh, I wish he hadn't made a move. But, but again, she doesn't say any of this. She doesn't vocalize anything. She's just like waiting for it to either happen or not happen. Whereas there was this longing that she had whenever she was around sensei that to me represented a much more intense emotional connection. So on a relationship level, yes, I, I wanted them to just enjoy each other's company and be together and not necessarily label it one way or another. I didn't want them to be like, you're my girlfriend, you're my boyfriend. I just wanted them to completely let down their walls of like isolation and, and self-protection and just enjoy each other's company. So I was, I was supporting this relationship too, because it also, I know her behavior made it seem like she was that much younger, but she was like 40. So to me, the age difference doesn't matter just because he used to give her class 30 years ago and he's like an older man. Like I find certain older people very attractive like, any day of the week. <laughs> like if I bumped into him, I'd be like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> when you said that you find older people attractive, the computer went like, whoa. whoa. My computer yeah, <laughs> a robot voice. It was like she's into older men. The <laughs> FBI guy, the FBI guy watching us is like, <laughs> just like flipped over his computer. The, so, the FBI agent assigned to us is in his, is in his early 60s. And he's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. So far. So um, oh. There's an echo. Oh no, I don't hear it. Okay. Um, Do you want to refer? Pick one of them to date. Which of the two would you pick, Sensei or Sukiko? Wait, I didn't get to talk about what I did. Yeah, them. because it's all part of the same question. Oh, okay. okay She's okay. going first. Okay, okay. Wait, your turn. Sorry, teacher. Sorry, Sensei. I'm so sorry that I didn't do exactly what you told me to do. I'm such a dumbass. <laughs> um, I would date Sensei. Sukiko's <laughs> annoying. Sukiko's annoying. She's like, I don't know, man. Do I want this? Do I want that? Like, he's very kind of passive overall. So I think if it's the kind of thing where if I had any sort of issue, if I just like said it, he'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah, no, that's not what was happening. This is what was happening. And I'd be like, okay, cool. Squash. We're good. Whereas with her, it'd be like, do you want to hang out later? And I would just never hear from her. And then I'd have to show up at her apartment and be like, did you die? Are we hanging out? And she'd be like, oh, I guess that's okay. I think to me, I think to me that was one of the most things. things. I can't with this. Can we like restart it? Do you want to refresh and see if it helps? Let's do it. <laughs> Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Better? I don't know. 
Yes, I yeah. don't hear an echo anymore. <laughs> that was a super frustrating part of your hangouts was like, she would just show up. And if he was there, she would hang out with him. And if he wasn't, she'd just go home. She'd just go home. She would spiral into loneliness and be like, um, I'm like, you know where he lives. You live like three blocks away. He had his phone number. She still wouldn't call him. She's like, fate will decide and I'm just gonna walk around. I'm like, you live in Japan. It's a very big, you can't, there's a lot of people. Also, I'm surprised that bar was as empty as it was half the time. <laughs> Right, right, I had really right. affordable drinks and food, so I know. <laughs> I know. Did you put this in here? Oh, let me try. Hold on. So it has left the building. You wait that super fast. How do you do? How about now? You okay? Yeah. Are you okay? <laughs> Indy, no. That's being whimsical. Mm -hmm. Oh, Indy. Okay. Right. The first question was, did I ship them? Yes. Yes. No. <laughs> I don't have anything against older people having romance, as long as it's with obviously someone of, of age. I just didn't like him. So I didn't ship him. That's <laughs> it. That's literally it. And if I were to be with either one of them, I would be with. Sakiko, not with Sensei. One, because I too like older men, but I do not love, like, I just didn't love, like, how obliviously condescending he was to her. That's true. I wasn't into it. I know that, you know, I get what this book is trying to do, and I'm, like, on board. But if you're going to ask me of the characters, and, like, you're going to ask me who I'm going to date, I'm going to date the person who doesn't make me feel like an idiot. <laughs> who doesn't like talk down to me. And I felt like Sensei talked down to Sakiko a lot. Um, and like, didn't, didn't like set her, it was just like, this is just how I am. And this is gonna be our quirky relationship and you're just gonna have to deal. And she dealt and that was fine. That was her choice. Like that was the way that the, that the character was written. And I was like, okay, fine. Worst comes to worst, if I date Sakiko and she ghosts me, then that's it. I mean, whatever. Or I'll seek her out. She looks like she needs a lot of attention. So fine, <laughs> whatever. I'll I'll probably call her up and I'll be like, hey, do you want to do something? She's not going to have to call me or anything. I'm going to like write to her. I'm going to go like go get her and whatever. Like I'm the, I'd am i be the go-getter. Because I feel like, you know, she's pretty cool to hang out with. Sensei seems pretty interesting. I would not date him because of him being a literal sensei at times. A literal, like, I'm still your teacher. And oh, Sukiko, you, you know, and pats her on the head. And I'd just be like, ah, I just want to throw the book. And which it was. Went... <clears throat> which kind of leads into my second question, which was, I know, like for Chris, those were really problematic aspects of the book that kind of took away from her enjoyment of the relationship. For me, I was more like, it's a generational thing, it's a culture thing, and I was able to kind of put it aside and still enjoy it. Um, so it didn't bother me as much. Mm -hmm. I don't know, I'm guessing Tashai didn't bother you as much either. I treated, <clears throat> I treated it as just like a cultural aspect of this relationship, how certain roles you can't 
necessarily disconnect yourself from them if you've lived them for so long. And with the age difference, I think she was also just very aware of that. And then personality-wise, like, sometimes she was just acting stupid. And I feel like sometimes she needed to have him be like, okay, like, this is what's happening. This is what we're going to do. Like, don't get in your head about it. Don't, like, freak out about it. And I know Christina doesn't like condescending characters. So I know that it's just, like, a specific quirk to you. But Tsukiko's really stupid sometimes. So I think that in order for the relationship to work out, she can't date someone who assumes that she is an adult. Yeah. Like they are an adult because she's not. She's like... No, I get it. It, it works. It works for them. Almost there. I, I didn't love being in the room when it happened. You know what I mean? She has I, like a mysterious job that she can somehow fulfill and still be drunk all the time. Yeah, literally all the time. I'm sorry I interrupted you, but you know, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I agree wholeheartedly with like, that's what she needed. I just didn't, I didn't like that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, when, when I saw the rating you gave it, I kind of figured that's probably why, just because I know there's a lot about um, balance in relationships that you look for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like there to be a balance in like power dynamics and it seems like a weird power dynamic because he like was a teacher and he does at times talk down to her the way I saw it was like yeah there are times when he talks down to her but then a lot of times she's like looking up to him to be like what should I do and and like I can't make any decisions like um I feel like she's the kind of person who if she's walking outside and it's raining she would just kind of keep walking instead of like making a pit stop and picking up an umbrella or like if she's near her apartment turning back to get an umbrella, she's kind of like, oh, well, I'm here. I'll let this happen. I felt like she created spaces sometimes for him to step into that room. Exactly. Like she didn't necessarily want to be saved, but she wanted to like be noticed. Gotcha. I think he could have done that in a nicer way and that she deserved <laughs> better. That's yeah, I think she got what she deserved. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> My third question is about uh, pacing. So I know I already said that I didn't mind that it was a really slow book, but there were a lot of reviews online that basically complained about that exact same thing, that it was very slow, that nothing happened, that there were too many descriptions of, like, food. and you know. So I just want to know, did you think it was too slow? Would you have changed the pacing a little bit? Or... Um, <coughs> I think I'll, I'll, can I go first, Tasha? Sure. Um, I thought that that was one of the strengths of the book, to be perfectly honest. I mean, aside from Sakiko and Sensei's like really great characterization. Again, I'm talking about them like if they're real people, and that's <laughs> that's like a a feat unto itself. Like these people like existed for me. I mean, I didn't like them, but. <laughs> it's fine. Um, I thought that the pacing was it was one of the strengths. The, the writing, the translation of the book is beautiful. I was like, I kept stopping and being like, wow, like that's nice. You know, you know when a book makes you stop and you know you're it wasn't like grand truths or anything like that, but the descriptions and sometimes the way like just little turn of phrases I'm just like wow that's this is great this translator like did a great job i don't feel like things were i mean i wouldn't know but i like to think that nothing was lost in translation because 
I felt like it had a different air about it. Um, and I liked the pacing of it. I felt the pacing matched well with her mental dawdle, you know? Uh, it, waiting for stuff to happen and then stuff just happened. And it wasn't like planned at all. It was just kind of like, oh, okay, I guess this is happening now. I guess he's feeling my tits now. I don't know. It's just, oh, okay, now we're drinking, now we're not. And I did like how, I did like it was short, but it, when there were, were long lapses of time, they happened both in a short and a way that I felt them. For example, when Tsukiko doesn't see Sensei for days and days and days, it happens in the span of like two or three pages, but I felt the absence of him in the book grandly. Mm -hmm. um, <coughs> the day trip to go to the mushroom, to go hunt for wild mushrooms, that was pretty exciting. That was like the most exciting part for me. And I really enjoyed it because maybe I have like a love, love the idea of going to hunt for mushrooms. Um, they were high, right? If they got high. <laughs> Did they? I feel like they got high. We'll talk about it. I think that's, uh, talk about it. Um, but, but yeah, I think that the writing and the pacing was great. I think the pacing matched well with the relationship. That's what I think about it. I completely agree. I think that if the pacing had been, had been any quicker, we would have lost a lot of the depth that existed in this relationship. Um, <clears throat> this isn't, a whirlwind romance. This is a friendship that evolves into realizing that even having a day go by without seeing this other person can have a really kind of dramatic effect on how you feel that day. And that is, you know, really significant. Like, it signals a lot and it signifies a lot. Um, because if you can feel the absence on the page to me that nap you okay are you fine um yeah i think i think that the pacing gave room for for readers to really experience her loss and her loneliness and her aimlessness and how he became kind of an 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 anchor for her and a shore for her to wash up on and and really was like someone to give her a sense of being in this space and time and if if it had just jumped around a lot more quickly or if it had been like any more sexual than what it was portrayed as or <laughs> i think i think if it had been if it had been something that was more like i wish it had been more sexual aggressive <laughs> i don't think that i would have felt it as a true um connected relationship it wouldn't have felt as genuine here here i like the pacing because even even with it being a slow book it did not take me that long to finish it not at know? all like it didn't and and i love here's the thing if you want to spend 10 pages talking about food yeah <laughs> like 10 pages describing food versus like three or four or five pages describing rolling hills yeah no different experience like skim hills until titties yes. with this it was like <clears throat> thinly sliced octopus that was transparent and turned slightly pink before turning white and being ready to eat i'm like <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Mom, i'm starving i'm starving let's go to sushi cake right now <laughs> he eats <lazy> potato chips <laughs> basically the same thing 
<laughs> I know, gosh, I was like, got out of a tangent, but I was so ready to eat sushi. Like, since I knew we were eating it today, I was like thinking about it all week. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, I can get sushi whenever, but like, I mean, you know, special occasion. I was really excited yeah. to eat with you guys. <laughs> yeah. So, <clears throat> I guess I had marked two scenes that I thought would be fun to discuss um, because they were just scenes that really stood out to me as I read. One was that really weird scene where she goes looking for Sensei and it's like psychedelic dream, like his ex-wife is there, there's all this like water. It was very bizarre and it was very different from the rest of the book. And then the other scene, <laughs> which Chris really wants to talk about, was when um, he touched her boob. <laughs> <laughs> Look, here's... I'll let you say Here's, here's <laughs> all I have to say about that. It was so out of left field. <laughs> you know, like I was saying, like the pacing of the book, excellent. You know, the length, perfect for the pacing. The relationship, strong. Mushrooms, okay. Ex-wife, history drama, whoa, my heart. <laughs> Damn titties, what? What's going on? <laughs> Why is this? How is this okay? Look, I really, I thought it was really funny too. And I thought it was really, I thought it was really sexy. Like I, it was a complete surprise. So I'm laying down in bed, I'm reading the book and I was like, oh. before, before that happens, right? Like she goes in of his room, into his room, out of his room, like into his room, yeah. out of his room. Yeah. So you kept wondering if like something was gonna happen. Yeah, like, yeah. And then I was like, oh, I guess nothing's gonna happen. And then like something <laughs> happens and I'm just like, what? Is it? And it like has no. <laughs> Is it gonna happen? Is it not gonna happen? Yeah. <laughs> Belch. Uh, yeah, and then and then it happens, and and then it has like really no. They don't talk about it afterwards. It's like not mentioned, and then it's like, did it happen? What's going on? I don't know if you guys felt the same way, but I was like, oh, this is this is it. This is where it starts, and then it wasn't. And I was like, wait, what? What was that all about? That's it was just out of left field for me. I don't know how you guys felt about it. I don't know. Like, it <clears throat> it made sense to me. Like, they were both so, like, do we do this? Do we not do this? And I think that was the first moment in time where Sensei was like, okay, fuck this. Like, if she's not going to, like, openly make a move, then I'm just, I'm just going to do it. And he just goes for it. They're all but drunk. Then, they're drunk too. Yeah, yeah they're drunk as but shit. But then afterwards, he's like, "Oh shit! Oh shit!" <laughs> and then just like can't Leaves. handle it. Yeah, yeah just leaves. Like, <clears throat> yeah, I think he just for a long time there was trying to act like he didn't have any sort of sexual attraction to her because he's much older than her. So in his mind, he's probably like, "Oh, she's not into it." And anytime she is acting like she's into it, she's probably just like drunk and, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to do something that'll then kind of ruin whatever this is becoming. And then but also all that pressure of like, we're on our first trip together. Like, mean something. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, they took the trip together after she was like, I love you. Wasn't, isn't that, is that the, am I getting the events right? 
he's always hammered. So he's like, oh, you funny little drunk you. You're always just saying weird shit and wandering <laughs> off into the river edge. I wrote down the line, though, because I thought it was really pretty, where she's like, I love you. And he's like, strange weather must be a result of the strange thing you said, Sukiko. You know, yeah. fucking weird. <laughs> I wrote it down. I thought, like, I thought it was real pretty. He's like, this is probably not going to happen. But then, no, yeah. I was waiting for the train when he grabbed her titty, and I was like, what? I was caught very off guard. Then I was like, all right, cool, go for it. And then, yeah, they just don't ever talk about it again. I'm sure because he was waiting for her to mention something, and then she didn't. And then she was waiting for him to mention something, and she probably was like, I'm just going to walk down the street and see if I bump into him. And if I do, then it's oh, great. Oh, they, like, they, like, don't talk each to each other for, like, two months after that trip, right? It was, like, a long period of They're time. so weird. <laughs> oh, ridiculous. <coughs> this relationship was too much work for me. It was a lot of work. Um, and me as a reader, it was a lot of work. I was like, come on, guys. Can't just not talk for weeks. And they live near each other. She can walk to his house. Also, what does she do for a living? I don't know. It never is explained. What was the other scene you were talking about? Oh, the one, the one where she like goes out to look for him, but like. Oh, the one where they're drinking. And she kind of vanishes, and then she has this weird vision, and yeah. she's drinking sake by the rocks, and then yeah. he does a headstand, and then he's gone. <laughs> what the fuck? He's like, where did you go? And he's like, I went home. She's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what in the actual fuck? I'm, <coughs> I'm, if, Titi's baffled me, but I get where that's coming from. I have no idea what was going on there. It was like, you know, when you're watching one, like a movie and then it does like a really abstract and you're like, I don't know if you ever guys ever watched The Fountain with like Hugh Jackman. Uh, a long time ago. The whole movie is just like, what's like, at least in the first week. I actually really like that movie. But the whole time, I was like, there's something here, and I'm missing it. <laughs> <laughs> there's something here, and I'm just, like, too much of a dumbass to, like, get what's being said here. That's how I felt. I was like, what's going... Just trying to parse the individual, like, images, and I didn't get it. But I thought it was cool. Like, I thought it was very cool. I didn't think it was, like, magical realism or anything like that. I think it was really just kind of, like, a trip. Like, a mind trip. We went on like a her consciousness. We went on one of her trips. He's just like had fucking alcohol poisoning and is like kind of hallucinating. <laughs> like withdrawal and having hallucinations and shit. Yeah. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah? It was weird. Yeah, that whole scene was weird. I tried to go back through it and was like, did I miss the part where someone dosed her at the bar? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, what? Is something profound happening here and I don't know about it? Or is this just drugs or alcohol? Because again, they're just like super wasted the whole time. I don't know. Yeah, and then she's like, Are you, t she's, he's just doing a headstand casually. I'm like, He's very old. <laughs> I'm like, That's not him. <laughs> do that. Then I thought maybe she was like hallucinating that the other guy was sensei. Yeah. What's and that? She was like on a date with the other dude and he was doing a headstand. So what'd you, Oh, that that was so like stupid, <clears throat> but like so it happens all the time. Where like in the book she was like, "Eh, Sensei's talking to another girl. I'm gonna go talk to another boy over here." 
except then, like, because of who she is, it spirals way further than it needed to because she can't just, like, stop. So she's like, hey, I guess now I have to play this out. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. I guess I'm marry this guy now because I've kept saying yes to going on dates with him. And my God. My sister, my sister had a question really quick. And then I had, I had another question. My question was really like, what did you guys think of her, the way that she treated the guy? But I completely agree that because of how she was, she just didn't take it. Bad for him too. But I also was like, I've done that. <laughs> I mean, he was into it. He kept coming back. Yeah. I think maybe he also like hoped, like you know, that she would just kind of like it would click into place. And I'm like, no, honey. He's like, let's go. I'm like, what are you doing? (laughs) Yeah. I'm gonna refresh really quick because you guys froze for me. Oh, okay. Bye bye. In me falling asleep. (laughs) On this. So tired. The parking. Ghost is literally like snoozing. I can. Oh, there you are. Oh, you froze again. Maybe we need to. Okay, I see you moving now. It's just, it's like entrecortado. Well, it was us. Strange weather in Virginia. Sorry. It's okay. What's the last thing you saw? Heard? I heard you kind of asking, like, you were saying how you did feel kind of bad for the guy, but then you were like, yeah, I've done that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if, I don't know. If, I mean, I, I I have done that, but I felt bad for him. I mean, I felt bad for whoever I did it to as well at the time. I don't know. I was like, he's he keeps pursuing her knowing that she's like a fucking weirdo and then um i'm like all right y'all are fine by the end of it they were just kind of hanging out and i think he just like would would keep holding out hope that she would change her mind yeah but then she's like she's gonna walk down this street and if sensei bumps into me then i'm going home with him and sensei's like hey let's go to this market and she'll be like oh okay i guess we're going to the market now. <laughs> Okay, go. <laughs> um, my sister wants to know. She's telling Andrea to get some vocal rest, but she says, "Did this book remind you of any other book that you've read?" Sounds like if this does this book remind you of anything you've read before? Yes, but I need to think about one. Like I think I've read books with the same kind of vibe. Maybe not the same story. This story was pretty unique for me, but. The same kind of like, I'm really lonely right now, and and um, you know, this is like my quiet loneliness. Honestly, again, that's what moved me, like that whole quiet loneliness and <clears throat> that whole introspection thing. I was just like, that's too much. I don't want to be in touch with these feelings. Honestly, like, yeah, struggling to think of like specific books right now, but. It does remind me of a lot of the relationships in like Murakami's stories too. And I don't know if that's like a Japanese thing, like a Japanese style of writing relationships 
as opposed to the American, like, I see you, I think you're cute, we sleep together, and then, like, all of these crazy little obstacles happen, and we end up happily in the country. Um, I haven't read enough Japanese literature to say, but it does remind me a lot of Murakami stories. Gotcha. What about you, Tosh? What do you think? <clears throat> Even Ivan, if he's, I don't know, if he's still there. <laughs> like reading in the other room. <laughs> oh, never mind. This is reading a book. Um, I was going to say, I think that, I don't remember any specific title, but like Andrea said, there's something about, like, <clears throat> trying to remember. The, there's something about the relationships that only really remind me of, like, people trying to bond in like memoirs of a geisha type of thing. Like like literally the only kind of super layered relationships I've experienced before, I think has been through Japanese authors because there's such a, a an introspection and there's such a relationship of you with yourself and of you with your surroundings and of you with then the people around you that I don't often see in like, yeah, American literature. I would say probably the only other comparison would be like the way Gabriel Garcia Marquez creates his characters. Hmm, interesting. Like the complexity of those relationships and it's not cult, like it's not, treated exactly the same way but mm -hmm. there's something about just the like deep sorrow and heartbreak and loneliness and loss and like i think the representation of loss is a very specific thing and it's very few people that i've experienced who write it in a way that isn't represented by specific events that are very clearly described mm -hmm. like Sukiko has this deep deep loneliness and sense of loss and floating around in aimlessness. Yeah, but it doesn't come from like a place of trauma. It's, it's never, exactly. It's never directly attributed to anything specific. And, you know, that really speaks to me because I've, you know, I've gone through my shares of ups and downs and stuff, but even when I'm at my happy happiest, I will sometimes just get hit with this like melancholy Mm -hmm. And this sense of, you know, kind of displacement. And it's this displacement that is very hard to read in a good book. And, and when you catch it in a book, it really kind of is jarring to read. And when you then experience their loss in this displacement, too, it's kind of like, oh, wow, this is, like, <laughs> affecting me. <laughs> what about... um? Yeah, I, what you're describing is what I connected with the most. That that whole melancholy. I didn't even think of the word, but now I've <clears throat> no. I, I think you yeah, put a, was, you put a pin on it. I was scrolling through like books that I've read recently, and um, yeah, I think the reason I was specifically thinking Murakami too is because the last book I read by him um, was a book of short stories called uh, Men Without Women. Uh -huh. And it's literally all just like lonely stories, voice. stories about failed relationships and loneliness. Um, I think it's a common theme in like all his books, but I think specifically <laughs> in that last one I read, it was like 
there's a lot of stories like this where it's like not really happy, not really sad, but just moody. <laughs> <laughs> you ever read Never Let Me Go? Yes. But that was weird. Yeah, it's not so much just it's not, it's not, but the movie made me feel that way. Oh, I didn't watch the movie, oh, okay. I just read the book. Well, shit. Uh, <laughs> I wish I had alcohol now. Well, I had another question, actually. <clears throat> um, so when I was looking up the book after having read it. Also, thanks, Amanda, for your question. Yes. I found out that originally the book is called The Briefcase because of the briefcase he carries. Uh -huh. And the cover is just like a, a desolate snowy landscape and it's just like the branches of trees with snow on them and i thought it was really interesting that they went from that vibe to calling it strange weather in tokyo and having that really weird cover with her like floating and what could be a bar or a grocery store <clears throat> and so i was wondering what you think fits the book best and why you think they made that change um well you know you want to go first chris or do you want me to go first um okay i think that they chose <coughs> the i don't know i don't know how the publishing works i would have <laughs> bought you know we live in a capitalist society they need to sell this book they're gonna give it a cool ass cover yeah this cover is cooler and i definitely would have gone with this one but I also think it's more apt because the story is about Tsukiko. And so I don't think this is her on the cover. I don't think this is supposed to represent, you know, a specific moment. But I do think that she is our narrator, right? This is a first person. Um, all of the plot, the entire story moves forward with her, you know? And there are instances where shit gets really fucking weird at least one instance that I can recall. So I think that because the book focuses her on her and her experience and her moving through this relationship, I think that maybe that's why, you know, and I think that that's, that's why this cover works a lot. And, you know, Chishai, when I, we first like were looking at the book, she was like, look at this cover. It's so cool. Misleading, but cool. <laughs> You know, it has like a, you know, it just have like inspire a sense of wonder, like what's going on here. If I saw a book with brief, like, look guys, I know you get like Sensei, but he is easily the least interesting part of this book. Tsukiko, for all her faults, is still a really interesting character. Um, and I think that it was a better choice to have a female on the cover representing the female narrator and the fe this female's journey. I'm going to show you what the, the cover is. Absolutely not. I would never have read that. I can't. <laughs> this should look sad. See? Like, I can't make it any bigger. I don't know if you can see it, but it's literally just the tree. Oh, okay. No, nope. <laughs> wouldn't have read it. <laughs> I probably would have read it, but I would have assumed that the briefcase itself was going to play a more central role in the story, which at the end of it kind of does because she's left with it as kind of the keepsake of their relationship. But Strange weather in Tokyo has a more um, environment and like sets, I think it's, it discusses more 
like the setting and the place that they find themselves in and the kind of strangeness, not just of like what's going on, but of their relationship and the way that their lives, which has been, which have been very routine. Like he's always going to this bar. He's always doing this. He's always doing that. And she's always kind of trudging through her routine of loneliness, the way that they both kind of get pushed off of their tracks. Mm -hmm. And then I think using this like floating woman in this very normal looking space is a really good representation of just her like aimlessness and how she kind of ends up disconnecting from things around her when she goes through these ruminations and she's walking and doesn't really notice where she is and pay attention to where she's going. And it is almost like she's floating through her environment before she meets him and <laughs> she knows him, but isn't with him. And it's only really when she's with him that she's kind of grounded. Yeah, there is that. I forgot there was that one scene in the book where she's like thinking about her ex-boyfriend and she's in bed for like a week. Like just doing, I don't understand what her job is. I really don't. But she was in bed for like a week. Mm -hmm. Just like ruminating on these exes and the fact that she cut her hand or her foot, or I don't know what she stepped did. on the glass. Yeah, she stepped on the glass. She's just sitting there looking at her broken, bloody foot, just like so. She changed the light bulb, right? She was changing the light bulb, but cracked. She stepped <laughs> on it. And I was like, "Girl, get it together." <laughs> like, I'm lightheaded. I haven't eaten in four days. I'm like, "What the fuck is wrong with you, <laughs> dumbass?" Oh my god. But no, no, you want to date that? Good luck, Christina. <laughs> I'm saying, if I had to pick. I'm not saying it would be like, I mean, I would try, but like. You visit her, you're like. The question was, which of the Why do you smell like this? Yeah, no, for, for real. It w I don't think it would last a long time, but like, I would def I would definitely give it a go. I don't. Like, let my son Paige just do his own thing. We would be barb friends. That's it. And we would go mushroom picking. And I would be like, fuck you, don't talk to me like that. <laughs> don't talk to me like that. <laughs> You'd be like, eat these magic mushrooms. You'd be like, okay, but like, not because you said, because I want to. You're <laughs> telling me. You feel me? Okay, great. This trip. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, guys. I can't not be who I am. <laughs> so, yeah, I, think, I think right title, right book cover. Good. Yeah, good I don't mean, it's just like some stock fucking stuff. Shit that they had. Just slap it on there for the Americans. <laughs> it, I'm I'm not saying that was the cover of the Japanese version. No, no. Like that was the cover of the English translation. That's that. And then they did like a second print where oh. they changed it. Yeah, they're like this depressing tree isn't working. <laughs> Americans think this is the murder Let's put like a whimsical, like, hee hee hee, we trick people into reading this and then they're gonna cry. People keep thinking there's a bomb in the briefcase. We need to change this up. <laughs> no, what happened was I was looking to see what else the author had written. And it said she had also written the briefcase. And I clicked on it and the blurbs were like slightly different, just like a, like a couple sentences different. And I was like, she has two books about <laughs> women. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't feel like a good minute to realize they were the same book. Mm -hmm. I thought she had like two similar books. I was like, oh, I guess that's her thing. <laughs> she just rewrites the same story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's a good marketing team. <laughs> Got us to read it. Mm -hmm. uh, 
anything else you wanted to say before we move on to other picks? Talking about other things. This is a good book. You can read it. We spoiled the shit out of it. If you made it this far, you know what happens. But it's still like a really cool experience. I would tell you to read it. It won't take too much of your time. That's good. I, I, it was it was different, but I was glad for it. I might tell my mom to read it because she likes to read a lot of like slow paced kind of nice books. She's read a lot more um, Eastern literature than I have because she has read like Bone Setter's Daughter, like something catching fish or fish or something. Oh, I'm the kitchen, okay. the kitchen, kitchen God's wife, and like. Joy Luck Club, and, and she'll, she gets, like, a lot of recommendations, and she'll just read it because it's on her Kindle. She's like, okay, download, 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 download. So I feel like she might really, really yeah, like I think I think your mom would like this. She's there, yeah. I could see her, like, weeping with Uli on her lap. No, she'd be like... <laughs> That's true. She would. She'd be like, I need <laughs> Yeah, that, go for it. Recommend it to her. <laughs> Alrighty, so that's good. Go read this. Okay. Uh, emerge. Still, yeah. Back to the porn. Back to the porn. Sort of. Okay, let's talk about our next pick. <laughs> so it's my month, but because I don't want to like, I don't want to rock the boat too much. We have the beginning of Q two coming up. So we just did our first like you know this quarter. I think very successful. <laughs> Very meaningful discussions happening on this channel. <laughs> um, so the next book, the book is my pick. And so I picked, oh, just how you got it. Erotic stories for Punjabi widows. Okay. Okay, so here we go. I was trying to, the reason I picked this book, we'll talk about it when we get together next month at some point, when we figure out my schedule. The reason that I picked this book, because I felt that it sounded <laughs> a lot like book club. I know it's not. It's not like book club, but. <coughs> Sorry. You okay? That's some water. Do you have water? I ran out. No way. It's okay. We're almost done. Yeah. Um, so I was like, oh, I'm here for, I'm here for um, older people writing sexy stuff. <laughs> And I was like, I hope that that's us. I was trying to calculate how many hangouts we had till we got to like 50. But we, not till January. Anyway, so it says, every woman has a secret life. <laughs> Nikki, a modern daughter of Indian immigrants, has spent most of her 20 odd years distancing herself from traditional Sheik community of her childhood, preferring a more independent, that is Western life. When her father's death, leaves the family financially strapped. Nikki impulsively takes a job teaching a creative writing course at the community center in the beating heart of London's close-knit Punjabi community. The proper sheik widows who show up are expecting to learn English, not short story writing. When one of the widows finds a book of erotica and shares it with the class, <laughs> I just read that scene too. <laughs> it's hilarious. This book is funny. Um, sorry. Nikki realizes that beneath their white dupatas, her students have a wealth of fantasies and memories that they'd held in for far too long. Eager to liberate these modest women, she teaches them how to express their untold stories 
unleashing creativity of the most unexpected and exciting kind. As the class grows, a group called the Brothers, who have appointed themselves South Hall's moral police, threaten to reveal the class's scandalous stories and the mysterious secrets lurking beneath the seemingly sedate, tight-knit community. A lively and sedate... No, whatever. It's great. Sounds good. Yeah. I'm reading it. Reads really well. Main character is is interesting. I like made some notes, but I started reading it and there I think it's a really good marriage of like the sexy sex scenes that I like and then an interesting like story arc, maybe. I don't know. I haven't gotten that far. I just kind of started. And you know, literary credentials that some of us crave. You won't find this in the romance section. You're gonna find this in the literature section. <laughs> so I feel like this like ticks all of our boxes. <laughs> it doesn't need to be literature. I just don't want it to be <laughs> I look, I don't think it's a bad thing to like books that have a plot and not just a bunch of people dropped on a planet that makes you have orgasms nonstop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you seem to be you seem to I'm just saying you need to move on. And I'm hoping this book <laughs> I'm just saying we've had three hangouts and I'm done hearing these complaints. So I'm here trying to meet you halfway as a peace offering. So we'll talk about it at the end of the year again. We are entering we are entering Q2. <laughs> we dealt with the finances from Q1. It's a new spreadsheet, you guys. It's a new spreadsheet. Also, the year's not over. You know, I'm not done with you yet. So this is a reprieve. <laughs> also, the books coming up in the next two months are pretty cool. Like, I'm excited for all of our picks. Eh, I'm like... I started reading the one that I picked based on like a list of recommendations because I was trying to also check off more books from our harder, like read harder challenge for 2019. And I'm kind of like, eh, we'll see. I mean, you can change it. Okay. I yeah. mean, it's not, it's not bad. I'm trying to keep, I already lost the library copy. So I have to like re separate it again because yeah. I was reading um, Strange Weather in Tokyo and, and the E lens go by really quickly so i have to wait for it to come back again but i'm number two in line out of two books so like it's fine but i'm i'm gonna try to keep reading it and not be like super judgmental but i'm not opposed to like discussing a book that i didn't love yeah oh gosh to shy so can we talk about where we went tonight so really quick just to finish so we have been going to events of virginia festival of the book yeah and i went to um i wanted to go to an event today is called um, Diversity in Romance, LGBTQIA Voices in Romance or something like that. Nice. Um, and so we saw like a panel of, of women, lesbians, <laughs> romance writers, <laughs> the lesbians, Harold. And so <laughs> we picked up this book, might be one of our picks. So it's called Passionate Rivals. <laughs> it's basically- Grey's like, Anatomy? Yeah, it's like a gay, sexy Grey's Anatomy where the two ladies are competing for chief of surgeon but also we just found out I was stalking the author online because she just seems so cool and it turns out she used to be a doctor and oh her, and her partner is a doctor so there'll be like accurate medical situations happening which I really appreciate accurate it's if it's if Christina Yang and Meredith like actually did it. 
as opposed to just doing it in my dream. Oh my God, I would faint. <laughs> Christina Yang with like anybody. Yeah. Was was my, was my it's more like from from reading this, it's more like like if Addison had stayed to work at um the hospital, yeah, she and Mark were competing for the same position and rekindled the thing between them. Because mm. like that, it's like, oh, we had sex a real long time ago, and then oh no, now we're working at the same hospital yeah. and we're competing for the same job. Oh my! Like that's what's so I told him, but in my mind, it's still gonna be then Addison and Christina Yang. <laughs> So I told Drea that she could ha have that as um, one of our picks, but she's like, no, I'm going to read it to see if I like it. And I'm like, yeah, I like it for us to, like, we can talk about it, why we don't like it. I talk about why I don't like things. <laughs> I, I hear what you're saying, but I hated it. <laughs> Thanks, I hated it. <laughs> I liked the cover. Everything else was trash. Yeah, that's about it. Well, let me know what you guys think. I'd be down to read some Sexy Doctor. Yeah, I don't know. I'm down, and then we could make this our like. No, I don't know if there's a, there's a, there's a category. Who cares? I mean, we don't need a category. I'm just saying it's great when they're like two first. Yeah. But but yeah, if we'll put it on the dock, if Drea decides to make this one of our picks. Good. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I'm because just. I'm just and here's the thing: I knew I wanted to read this book even before I like knew what it was about. I was like, oh. Hello. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna buy me that. I'm gonna buy that book. Support, support <laughs> that lady. And it was it was a great experience. So I'm we're gonna probably do a video about like all oh, the stuff we learned right. uh, at at VA Festival of the Book and like wow diversity right. issues um that I had. So yeah, all right, internet. Good seeing you. Good times. Come come back next time. Come back next time for a super cool hangout where we talk about old ladies writing sexy stories. Yeah. And we'll finally see if Andrea forgives me for <laughs> captured design. I will never forgive you. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs>